Hello and welcome to yet another episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. This is your host, Dan Hansen. This show is for entertainment purposes only and extremely not safe for work. During this particular episode, I'm going to be asking myself the question, was it a mistake to sell Apple? So I have a hard time staying humble. I have a very high opinion of myself. I take a lot of pride in my investment ability. I take a lot of pride in my investment returns. And I struggle. I constantly have to remind myself that nine years is not a long time. It seems like a long time. You know, I'm still young in my 30s, so nine years of investment seems like a long time. But luck can play a huge factor over short periods of time. And so... With Apple, I made a mistake, and it's, it's, it's a huge... I cannot overemphasize how big a mistake I made with Apple. So when I was looking to sell Apple, I, was, I, I couldn't figure out why the price had gone so high. It historically, it would trade in the teens and then maybe the 20s, and I thought even that was high. And then it got into the 30s, up to 38, 39 times earnings. I thought it was a screaming sell. I thought I sold it with supreme confidence that morning. And I, and I didn't know why it was selling so high. I, I attributed it to speculation. I thought it was just wild speculation, uh, momentum, whatever you want to call it. But it wasn't. It was because Wall Street was anticipating the super cycle that was about to occur last year. Uh, because the iPhone 12 was going to be the first iPhone with 5G. And what makes that mistake so humiliating is I've always made fun of Wall Street for not realizing apple is cyclical like it goes on apple goes on sale every few years because it's a cyclical business and and here i was not recognizing what part of the cycle i was in and and that's one of the most mistakes where like you just make it and I, i feel like how i felt um so last year in 2020 I was slow to buy up Google and Facebook because I thought the prices would keep going down. It was, they were screaming by. Google was at like $1,000 a share. And I, I bought in slowly. I DCA'd in instead of just really just, you know, bulldozing right in. And it was, and it just doesn't, that, that mistake doesn't make any sense either because it's like if it's, something's a good buy, then you buy it. Like you don't know what the future's going to bring. Like why would you trade something you know, which is Google's screaming buy at 1000 Why would you trade that? For something you don't know, which is it's gonna be trading cheaper in three months. You have no idea what's gonna be trading at three months. Like what? It's a stupid, stupid mistake. I don't know what that beeping is. I apologize. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was a gut wrenching, embarrassing mistake. And then with Apple last year, just missing that key variable, and it, it is quite nauseating to to have missed that. And look, when you make a mistake, like it sucks, right? I mean especially a huge mistake and something you take a lot of pride in. It, it really hurts when you make a huge mistake. But the important thing is to learn from it. Um, I have this I have this one friend, and we play this game. I'm not going to name names or anything, but he started playing probably about half a year ago. And when he first started, he was making all these noob mistakes, which noobs make. That's why they're noob mistakes. Okay. But he never learned from them. And so he still sucks six months later. And it's like that's just how it works. Like, if you never learn from your mistakes, then you will never improve and you will always suck. 
And that's what AI is. I mean, they call it AI. It's not really AI. All AI is is like A-B testing. So it does A, it does B. A is better, so it does A. A then C. C is better, so it does C. C and then D. Well, D is better, so it does D. And that's how it keeps improving over time, but it's learning from its quote-unquote mistakes. And so with the mistake I made with with Apple by missing that key variable, um, well, I can focus more on the companies I do own. So I own Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Take-Two Interactive. And... I would be completely lying if I said I know as much about those companies as I had known about Apple. And part of that makes sense. I owned Apple for five years. So, of course, I'm going to know more about that company than these companies that I've owned for, you know, a year and a half or something. Uh, Another part of it is, you know, dealing with COVID. So before COVID, I would do all these investment meetups, either my own or other people's. So I'd constantly be getting outside pushback for my own ideas, and that's that's really strong. Um, you know, I, I think isolation tends to extremism, and I think isolation lends itself to really just kind of half-cocked, poorly thought-out ideas and beliefs. And so it's good to get you know other people's feedback and other people's influence to your own thoughts. And so during COVID, I've really been missing that. And uh, I think that's definitely hurt me. And another part of it too is I've just been remiss. I just haven't been putting in the time into those companies. So to, to fix that, just spending, I, I, I signed up for the Wall Street Journal. And so it's every article that has to do with those companies. And I've, I've refocused my watch list. So uh, instead of just reading like all these random 10 cues instead i have a list where it's like the five companies i really care about and i'm going to read their cues and their k's and then the rest of the 50 is basically competitors and i'm going to read their k's so in other words it's just it's just a it's a big fo- shift in focus just r- really trying to be more focused in my research so I don't make that kind of mistake again because you can't make a big mistake. If you're going to look, if you're going to own 50 companies, you can afford to make a mistake. I mean, that's why you own 50 companies, right? But if you're going to own, you know, like four companies, you can't be a retard. Like you can't make a mistake like I made with Apple. Like you, you really, you really have to know what you're doing. You know, if you're going to walk the tightrope, you can't afford to fall. Like you, you really got to know what you're doing. And so um, started reading more books based on the companies I own. Just read a book about Facebook. I got a few more. There's, there's all these books on Facebook I haven't read. Just read a new book um, on Amazon by Brad Stone. There's another one I just bought that came out. And so just, uh, that's really what it is. Like, you know, just making sure I read every article on those companies, making sure I read all the new books on those companies. Uh, doing, I need to start doing investment meetups to get pushback on my ideas and recalibrating what 10Ks and 10Qs I'm reading to really focus in on the the stuff that's most relevant to my portfolio so I don't make these kind of dumb mistakes again. So anyway, um, hey, you know, learn from my mistake. That's the the cheapest, cheapest way to learn. So, all right. Uh, And by the the way, the thing about it is, is like, and I've done fine. Like if, I, I made so many mistakes last year. But if you looked at the returns, like, oh, my God, the returns were great. Uh, and so mistakes don't always show up in the results. And mis- mistakes aren't just like, well, I lost that hand, so I made a mistake. No, the mistake is, 
with the information I had at the time, I made the wrong decision. That's what's important. Luck is going to make things go this way and that way. You can't always affect the outcome, but you can affect your decision-making process. You need to make sure your decision-making process is clean and free of errors and free of mistakes. And you're always going to make mistakes, but it's just a matter of minimizing them and learning from the mistakes you do make. Um, so anyway, I guess that's, I guess that's probably it, but all right, have a good one. Bye-bye.